This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we're here to talk openly and honestly about miscarriage, stillbirth and all pregnancy loss. We aim to smash the taboo surrounding these subjects. And rebuild the topic in a way to support and educate women. Rather than isolate and shame them. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. Hi everyone and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. We're lucky enough to be joined this week by Kate from Tommy's organisation who are, as you know, giants in the field of baby loss. And Kate is the midwifery manager. Thank you so much for joining us, Kate. No, lovely to be here and lovely to chat with you. Really looking forward to it. Good. So can we start off just by uh, talking a little bit about how Tommy's came about and when and what you do? Yeah, so um, Toys was founded in 1992, so it's a pretty well-established uh, charity now. And it was founded by a couple of um, obstetricians at St Thomas's Hospital who were working in special care at the time and felt that there was so much more that could be done to help babies and help families and to have a, a healthier start in life. Um, and so that's where it's sort of come about from, really. And so it's a charity that where we fundraise to fund research into sort of trying to reduce the rates of premature birth and also now extended out into trying to reduce the rates of stillbirth and miscarriage too. So that's the main sort of purpose of the, the charity and the main sort of aims of the organisation. But alongside that as well, we also have the sort of the healthy pregnancy and the prevention role through supportive pregnancy information and care as well, which is where us as a midwifery team within the charity fits into. So we also kind of produce evidence-based pregnancy information um, and we do some campaigns and social media as well as having our pregnancy support line as well, which is run by a team of midwives um, through the week that anybody can call us or email us have a chat with us about anything that's pregnancy related whether you've got pregnancy questions whether you're going through loss um, whether you just need to chat and just need a little bit of support we can be a listening ear as well that's great um Kate are you a midwife yourself I am indeed yeah I am a midwife and a health visitor all of us work in the NHS um as well as working for Tommy's the charity too oh okay so it's like a part-time role is it it is indeed. Yeah, yeah. So we're all on the front line as well. So we we know what it's like to be on Labour Ward or to be in community yeah. or different parts of midwifery support too, as well as working in our advisory role. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. So how many midwives have you got on the team? So there's five of us. There's one on each day throughout the week. Um, okay. And so, yeah, so we run our support line, but we're also part of our marketing teams everything that goes out also has midwifery input because we're just really keen that everything that we put out everything that's shared that is sensitive is appropriate is evidence-based is up to date so everything that we do is reviewed by health professionals as well so that's a large part of our role too yeah we've um we use quite a lot of your information in our posts on social media because we know that it's it's evidence-based and it's up to date and current and 
Absolutely. I think with the internet, like we've all been guilty. I know I have as a profession, you kind of Google something and so much will come up. It's yeah. sometimes a bit of a minefield to know where to start or where to look. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming and you're not really sure what to believe or what's right. So, you know, we really make sure that everything is just so evidence-based and yeah. up-to-date and easy to understand. Yeah. That's great because I think with Google as well, you can you can find whatever you're looking for, can't you? Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that's a, the main problem with such a... I think with loss and pregnancy, you're so vulnerable mm. that if you start searching terms, you will find what you're looking for, whether that's negative or positive. And mm. to have organisations and charities like Tommy's, at least you know that if you search, you cover so much in your website. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, we do use you all the time for reference and we tag you in all our posts even if there's bad language so we are sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) Laura texted me um Laura texted me like when we first started she's like I cannot believe that you just tagged Tommy's in a post that said wank and I was like (laughs) never mind it's fine (laughs) (laughs) so tell us a bit about how the pandemic has affected you and the charity yeah, so I think as a whole, for anybody thinking about pregnancy or being pregnant during the last six to eight months, I think has been a really difficult time. And um, they were particularly at the height of the pandemic earlier this year, when we first went into lockdown, there was so much uncertainty about appointments, about what services were running, how to contact the midwife, who was available to talk to. And so we had, it was um, at least, it was over an 80% increase in the amount of contacts to our pregnancy line wow. during that time. So it was really, really busy. And, you know, we obviously we did our, our best to try and meet all that demand, but it was, you know, quite a difficult time. But it just showed that a lot of people understandably needed that extra support, yeah. whether it was pregnancy questions, but also about mental health as well and emotional well-being. And it was a really daunting time. There wasn't a lot known about how COVID was affecting pregnant women and so it was potentially you know a really daunting time for a lot of people who were in the midst of of having a baby or trying to have a baby as well Um, and so you know there was a lot of work being done around supporting women partners families um, who who was contacting us trying to negotiate services or just needing that little bit of support as well but the Mm. other part of it is was getting the information out quick enough Um, the uh, Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, um, ARCOG, were fantastic at bringing out resources as quickly as possible um, from the NHS and working with the NHS to be able to do that. But I think with, with Tommy's, with our social media platforms as well, and the, the amount of visits that we get to our website, we're also really trying to get that information out to all pregnant women and their partners and their families to make sure that the information was available for everybody and so you know that same thing that everyone's getting that evidence-based information so avoiding scaremongering and actually practical information as well not just putting it out there but what it meant and the implications of it and if you Mm. need how to negotiate the system and what to do if you didn't feel like you were getting the support that you needed at that time so you know there's a lot of work going on around that too um 
so it has settled a little bit um, mm-hmm. which was um you know which is good because hopefully everybody is is feeling a little bit more settled and getting the support that they need um but yeah it, it was a busy time and it's had a huge impact and obviously the charity as a whole uh with fundraising that had a huge impact too and the resources were low as well mm. it's such a difficult time for all charities isn't it mm-hmm. but did you find as well that uh, people were reaching out to you who'd suffered loss was was that higher those instances higher as well as people panicking about their pregnancies yeah I think it's it's both I mean we do get a lot of calls about miscarriage on the line overwhelming yeah. majority is miscarriage support that we get um and I, I think it was this, the same thing it was either the actual practical care so someone's just found out that they miscarried um and a lot of places weren't doing for example surgical management mm, of miscarriage yeah. um or people were just or women were just being told you know what just just stay at home and have a mm. miscarriage at home which for some some people that suits them and that's where they feel most comfortable other people that's utterly terrifying and yeah. they may not have someone at home to be with them or, uh, or you they've know, got kids uh, other kids at home and exactly yeah. so it depends on their own situation as well um so that was you know a lot of demand for support as well um but again the policies and the protocols are different for each hospital as to what was happening and what support they could offer in negotiating the services too so yeah absolutely you know those who unfortunately were going through loss as well as those who are pregnant at the time as well yeah and also just to mention for partners as well who are feeling quite isolated or not necessarily physically involved in the pregnancy like not going to scans Mm. or worried that their partner was in labor but not in established labor so they couldn't be there at that time and they kind of felt a little bit anxious you know waiting at home or should they be doing something or how how for men isn't it because they're already so distanced from it anyway because they're not the ones carrying it and feeling it and things like that but then Mm. to add this whole new layer onto onto that situation must be really tough you found it tough didn't you Bex with Rob um yeah we we found it really tough because I discovered that we had a a, we'd had a missed miscarriage at my 12-week scan and Rob wasn't allowed in with me at the time um to the hospital and it was just a really he really struggled to get closure with it because I'd had two sonographers telling me what had happened Mm. And he just had me hysterical on the phone going, our baby's got no heartbeat. And I think that has been echoed by a lot of uh, couples or a lot of women that we've spoken to have said that about their partners. It's just they really found it difficult to come to terms with the fact that their baby had died and they hadn't been a part of it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even just the experiences that that guys have had at home with it, I mean, I'm speaking personally, you know, when I, I I came home and I started having the miscarriage at home and Rob was just completely like, he didn't know what to do. He, you know, no experience of, of this sort of loss whatsoever. And we're at home in the middle of a pandemic and no, you know, we couldn't even, I couldn't even cuddle my mom. And it was such a huge pressure on him alone to be my one sort of pillar of support mm-hmm. that looking back on it now it was completely overwhelming for him and I would guarantee that a lot of other men feel the same they feel Mm. like they're during the pandemic specifically or yeah as well even more so even more so that's right yeah they they are have to be this strong sort of pillar of 
support for their partner who's who's physically going through the, the loss and that must be hard that must be so hard yeah definitely and I think actually as we speak Tommy's are just putting together a campaign for dabs and partners um support you know going through miscarriage and loss as well and trying to shine a light on that um because you know even outside of pandemic and COVID times I think there's definitely some work that needs to be done around supporting partners um going through loss as well but I think it's absolutely been compounded by the recent pandemic and and absolutely what you've been saying as well so um you know it's definitely not forgetting the partners as well Mm. as you know the women that are going through this yeah definitely Mm. I think that one thing the pandemic has, has done in so many areas but specifically in our area or particularly in our area is that it's shone a light on what's missing and I think that that support for partners will support overall and support for partners is um is really lacking in this sort of hospital environment yeah so what else have you got coming up are there any exciting research or trials going on at the moment yeah I mean there's all sorts going on um at the moment so there's lots of things going on um one thing that we sort of did launch this year was our um, voice skill, the Alexa voice skill. Hopefully mine won't go off as I'm talking about it now. So um, we actually brought forward the launch of that um, earlier this year um, to, again, another way of making our information sort of more accessible for mm. everybody. Um, so you can use it via Google or Alexa. It's a, a free voice skill where you can ask pregnancy questions. And it's the same information that's on our website, but you can also ask it um, through the um, the skill app as well. So another way of, of doing that too, really. But yeah, no, lots going on um there's continuous research is coming out um sort of regarding miscarriage as I said we've got dads and partners campaign as well that's being put together um also too so yeah lots going on and we try Mm. to um one of the the most recent things is the opening of our sort of our uh, research center that's about translating all of these research and getting it into policy and out into NHS um sort of practice as soon as possible on average I think it's something like about it takes about 10 years for research to get into guidance mm, and wow. it's such a long time and it's quite frustrating when you know that the research is there but actually it's not getting through to pregnant women and their families enough and how so how do we do that whose doors do we knock on number 10 Downing Street <laughs> yeah I feel yeah, like you might have enough going on at the yeah, moment just, but I'm, leave it a couple I'm of weeks nice. Yeah, 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 just aim high. No, absolutely. So Tommy's is, again, working with the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists and NHS England as well. So that is looking at policy and how we can get research into guidance and into NHS practice quicker mm. and shortening that down. And obviously there's an element of part, the, one of the fantastic things about the NHS is that we all do practice in an evidence-based way. So you need to have the evidence to have safe practice um but it can take time to get that evidence together and so sure. this um kind of research center is about speeding up that process and trying to get the best care for women and their families into practice awesome and talking about evidence have you i know the vaccine for the covid vaccine has only just come out but have you sort of started looking at that and and advising people or uh, people who are planning pregnancies, people who are pregnant on whether or not to get the vaccine. 
Yeah, so our advice would be as part that's coming out from those who are actually creating the vaccine and what ARCOG will say. Um, So our advice at the moment is that for pregnant women, as a precaution, they're advised generally they're not being vaccinated um, Mm -hmm. at this moment. And it is as a precaution because pregnant women weren't um, included in any of the clinical trials. um, And kind of for ethical reasons, it's quite difficult to be able to, to do that. Um, yeah, of so course. I've seen yeah. caution. Um, now, for those who are pregnant who may be listening to this now and may have medical conditions like cardiac conditions or asthma or anything like that, um, obviously just speak to your midwife or your GP what, as to what the guidance is at the time um, that, that you're listening to this really. Um, for those who are thinking about trying to conceive or um, you know, looking to conceive at the moment, they're currently saying that um, it's three months. So you, you wouldn't be recommended to have the vaccine if you're looking to conceive within the next three months, really. So I think as it stands, obviously, it's, it's going to looking at how long this rolling out of the vaccine is going to take. Um, yeah. Obviously, logistically, we don't know quite how that that's going to happen. And people who are um, say over 80 years old or healthcare professionals are going to be first in line. And then I believe it's kind of those working down the ages, but also at risk groups as well, as, as far as I'm aware of the current information. It's so. worth saying that today, on the day that we're recording this, is what, the 3rd of December? Yes. So if yes. you're listening to this in a few months' time, make sure you look up the current research mm-hmm. Um, the current guidance for the vaccinations yeah absolutely but I always think that people like practice nurses and pharmacists have the most amazing knowledge about these things they give immunization vaccinations Mm. all the time so if you're not sure please look at NHS information (laughs) um, or Tommy's information if you just google vaccinations it's a little bit hit and miss what you'll get also speak to a health professional too yeah I think that in itself is really great advice, Kate, because I think a lot of people head straight to Google these days instead of going to their, instead of phoning their chief. Wikipedia. Instead of, (laughs) instead of going to their pharmacy and asking a pharmacist, you know, people want an answer instantly, don't they? So they surf Google until they find what they need, think they need to find or whatever. uh, And they, they skip out these people who are so highly trained with so much knowledge, which is, is a real, you know, go phone your GP and go to your pharmacy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you want to, you know, if it's three o'clock in the morning and you're worrying about it, you know, we've all been there, you suddenly panic in the middle of the night, don't you? And thoughts come to you mm. and you want to go on the internet. Absolutely. But I always say, if you do a Google search, put NHS at the end of it or go directly to an NHS website, go directly to Tommy's or to um, ARCOG, just Google that first and go directly to the website. And then you know that it's evidence-based up-to-date information um, and that's based on the knowledge that is available at that time and it's not people's opinions it's the the evidence that we have at the time so you know nothing the internet is great source of information but just you know where to where to look can be can be helpful yeah brilliant that's great um so I also wanted to ask you about your recurrent miscarriage clinic so what happens there Okay, so um, yeah, so we have um, sort of three main clinics. They work as a network around the country. So they're in London, um, Warwick and Coventry, and Birmingham. 
and um, anybody can be referred to these clinics. They all have slightly different um, referral criteria, which is on the Tommy's website, Mm -hmm. Um, but you don't need to live locally to the clinic. So general NHS policy tends to be if you've had three or more miscarriages in a row, then your GP can refer you to a recurrent miscarriage clinic to have some test investigations to see, you know, if they can find a reason as to why the miscarriages are happening. Alternatively, some people may want to be referred to a Tommy's um, centre instead. Um, Birmingham accepts after two miscarriages. So that's, you know, if, you, if you're able to get to Birmingham and you've had two, then that can be a really great um, source of support. Well, that's worth there. knowing, isn't it? For three, because, you know, obviously three miscarriages in a row, it's utterly horrendous. One is horrendous, let alone three in a row. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so Birmingham um, is after two. And Tommy's is, um, you know, very much believes that everybody should get that support after two. Um, but unfortunately, because there's so much demand for all the services, yeah. it, we are unable to kind of fund um, so much to be able to give that to everybody. But yeah, you know, Birmingham is after two as well. Can I ask what um, would be done differently at a Tommy's recurrent miscarriage clinic as to yeah. the, the general ones? Yeah, of course. So um, some people might have gone to an NHS one first and then be referred to Tommy's or some people might go straight to Tommy's. Mm. So um, they'll give you an initial um, appointment to see what tests and investigations you've had already. But essentially, you'll be offered everything that you would be offered generally on the NHS if you haven't had it already. So they would do all those test investigations. And then depending on which um, clinic or which centre that you've been referred to, then they will look at um, what trials are going on so you'll be be offered to be part of research and there's no obligation to I mean that is the role of the clinics and the more research that we do obviously the better and the more people that we have taking part but you wouldn't be under any obligation before everything is done with your consent um, so nothing would be do, done without your say so uh, first and having a conversation about what to expect. Um, so there are sort of some trials and being part of research as well. Um, and sometimes there are some other tests that maybe um, aren't available on the NHS uh, at the moment, and whether that's part of ongoing research um, or, you know, there's just not quite enough evidence that we have at the moment, but that's what we're trying to gather together to put together. Um, and as I said, the various centres, they do work as a network as well. So if you're looking and you think, oh, Birmingham does that, but actually I live mm. in London and I can't get to Birmingham, then they do share and work together with their research too. So, um, you you know, you're not going to miss out, but it, it is a great opportunity to be part of um, research and furthering what we know about miscarriage and how we can, you know, reduce the rates of miscarriage too. Yeah, fab. That's brilliant. And how do, so how do, how would you go about if you're listening to this and you think I've had two miscarriages, I live really close to Birmingham, how would you go about getting that referral? Is it through your GP? Yeah, yeah it's just a GP referral. Um if you are interested on the Tommy's website, we have a a whole webpage on the uh referral criteria and the contact okay. details. 
But essentially, yeah, it's just a GP or your consultant, if you're already under consultant, can do the referral. And it's just an online referral. They will know it's a choose and book system or an e-referral. Um, almost everybody has access to it and GPs will be used to doing those referrals all the time um so they'll know what you mean um from that as well so yeah that's fine and is it usually a long wait just so people's expectations are realistic yeah of course so um during the lockdown some of the um the professionals in the centers were redeployed and so there was a little bit of catch-up the latest that um we are generally told is it about 12 weeks to your okay. first appointment oh so that's not too bad is it no it's not too bad um but yeah a little bit of weight one thing I would say is that you wouldn't be able to have two referrals so an NHS referral and a Tommy's referral open at the same time it is uh-huh. one or the other um but uh yeah yeah about 12 weeks give or take okay. is as far as I'm aware can cool. I ask you um a question what made you want to come to Tommy's um it's just a really interesting role as a midwife and I think mm-hmm. it's very very unique I'm not aware of another one within um you know the UK really um and I love the fact that we are able to spend time on the phone or spend time researching we get an email sometimes we get email quite complex queries and support so we have time to be able to research and we have time to be able to sit on the phone and I've had even just within the last couple of weeks I've had calls from women who aren't really even sure what to say and Mm. they just call in and they just want to have somebody at the end of the phone who's not necessarily Mm. even if they've got really supportive friends family partner sometimes it's just someone else it's outside of the situation they just want to ring and just want to have a bit of a cry or just want to talk through what's happening or not really sure what to say but we're able just to be at the end of the phone and the emails and the thank yous that we get back are just so amazing when mm. you support someone and you they've just told you kind of what a difference you've made or how helpful how supportive you've been and that just is just such a privilege really yeah. and also just supporting people who the NHS is amazing but it's also such a complex organization and sometimes yeah. it's really overwhelming how to negotiate the services and the systems and to get the support and care that you need so we're in a position to be able to help with that as well um but also do really interesting things like our campaigns of social media, wonderful podcasts like these. Mm. Um, it's just outside of what we would normally do as a midwife. So it's just really fantastic opportunities as well. Oh, that's so, it's really interesting to hear because obviously you're like the, 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 the brand, if you like, is so well known. Yeah. But to actually speak to someone from the organisation, it's been great. It's been yeah. really, really good. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. And you obviously really know what you're talking about. <laughs> there was no gaps in com- combo, which is great because usually me and Laura sit wrecking our brains going, oh shit, can't think of anything to say right now. <laughs> I'm never like that, actually. I can always think of something yeah. to say. You can chat a lot of rubbish. Wow. Thank you so <laughs> much, Kate. It's been good. lovely chatting to you. No problem at all. You too. And if you've got any questions or if anyone needs support, then send them our way. Fantastic. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll put all your contact details into the, the description. like, the thing. Yeah. The bit. Yeah. On the bottom. 
Laura will do that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. All right, super. Thanks so All much, right, Kate. Well, Lovely chatting to you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Stay Take warm. care. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week. Thank you.